Welcome to the Vibe, the unofficial SEC podcast. Ah, but call it actually. Yeah, call I think it call it the Vibe is great. I love the Vibe. It's the Vibe. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Vibe, the unofficial podcast of the SEC. I'm your host, Caleb, and today we're missing Steve. Where you at, Steve? He was a. Uh, a little too embarrassed after going two and three this past week as Caleb takes another point and the lead continues. Last week I went three and two, not too great. Big surprise with that old Tennessee mishap, which brings our overall totals. I am now 18 and eight and Steve is 15 and 11. Ooh, there buddy, getting a little close. All right, let's get into the recap of last week. LSU in Florida was canceled due to COVID, and as well as Vanderbilt and Missouri. So those two games were are, are rescheduled, so we'll see if those teams can make those back up. But we'll start off with our Auburn versus South Carolina. And who saw this one coming? South Carolina has the victory 30-22. to um, South Carolina hasn't beaten Auburn since 1933. That's right. 1933 has never beaten them as part of the SEC conference. And I picked it. That's right. I picked this one. This was the vibe of the week last week. Uh, Auburn comes out and gets an early lead. Looks actually pretty good, but... Of course, Auburn is Auburn, and Bo Nix starts to make those mistakes and um, really loses the lead. Nix has three interceptions on the day, and those turnovers for Auburn were were all pretty bad. Um, Arkansas, I mean, uh, South Carolina was able to hold Seth Williams to under 80 yards for the game, so a uh, little uh, frustration between Bo and his leading receiver, Seth. Um, Auburn did kind of crush SC, uh, South Carolina in yards for this game with, uh, with 481 total yards to South Carolina's 297, nearly 200 more yards than South Carolina. But we know that South Carolina tries to run out the clock there. And even at the end, even at the end, it looked like Auburn was going to have a chance the uh, the umpires were trying to give them a chance. They put extra time on the clock, called some penalties for Auburn, let them get off, and you just knew it was going to happen. Auburn was going to get lucky, but their luck ran out and had a pretty painful loss. Again, 1933. All right, Kentucky and Tennessee. Man, oh man, Kentucky hasn't lost to uh, I mean, Tennessee hasn't lost to Kentucky and Knoxville since 1984, but they sure lost in Knoxville last weekend. This was a terrible game. Gar- uh, Garantano started um, Kentucky off with uh, in the second quarter with a pick six. Um, he later threw another pick six. Two minutes later, way to go, Tennessee. You found your quarterback. 
Garantano went for 14 for 21, 88 yards, two interceptions, and of course, no TDs. This was a flop for Tennessee. Very bad performance. Um, ended the half uh, 17 to 7, so it really wasn't that bad. They were just down by 10 points. Um, but then Kentucky went on a roll um, in the third and uh, had 10 points in the third and another seven in the fourth. And that was all she wrote. Tennessee couldn't get anything going. And thankfully, Kentucky didn't have to depend on their offense or their QB to win this one. So, um, yeah, turnovers, turnovers, turnovers this week were, were a big thing. Tennessee had four turnovers to Kentucky's one. Um, and that was the difference there. Um, you know, the defense scored 14 points for Kentucky. So, so big one, big, big, terrible loss for Tennessee. Um, and a terrible pick for me. All right. We got Ole Miss in Arkansas. Arkansas won this game 21, uh, to, to 33. We had, um, Ole Miss here. Uh, and, and man, were we wrong. We thought, uh, that Ole Miss offense would come out firing against Arkansas. Um, you know, as we said the last week, they, they came from a pretty disappointing loss against, uh, the number one team in the SEC, Alabama. And, and it was a tough one and, and leading into, to Arkansas, but Arkansas really started this game out strong. They sent a message, to, um, to Ole Miss and, and really set a precedent for the game, um, and let Ole Miss know that if you're gonna want, if you're gonna win this game, you're gonna have to work for it. Um, on the opening drive for Ole Miss, they drove all the way down to the goal line, and Arkansas had a huge goal line stand. Ole Miss couldn't believe it. Um, they had the ball first and goal on the two yard line and could not, out of all the offensive yards this team can get, they couldn't get two yards here on their opening drive. Arkansas shut them down not once, not twice, not three times, but four times in a row and ended it with a turnover. The Arkansas defense looked, I mean, just unreal for this game. I, I was so surprised to see what Arkansas was able to do to the, to the Old Miss offense, just shutting them down. Um, and then again, Later, as I said, they set a precedent starting the game off at this goal line stand because then they had another goal line stand in the third. Um, huge game for Arkansas. Uh, and again, the, the big, 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 big highlight, the big stat from this game, and I mean big stat, was that the Arkansas defense had seven takeaways, one fumble recovery, and six, count them, six interceptions. Um, I mean, Arkansas had this game. They went in at half, uh, with a 20 point lead, but Ole Miss started to come back. They started getting their, their, their game rolling and moving along. Um, I think they brought it all the way back within six points and, uh, even thought that they, that they were going to have a chance there to score, but Arkansas answers with an amazing one-handed catch by Burks, giving Arkansas a 12-point lead. Um, huge catch. I mean, this catch was amazing. If you haven't seen that catch, you got to look at it. One-handed grab, gets the toe down in the end zone. Beautiful play. 
Um, but Ole Miss comes right back, driving it down, scoring again, bringing the game 21 to 26, now only trailing by five. You thought, you thought that Ole Miss was going to come in and get this game. They get a stop on Arkansas. They get to go driving down again, but that Arkansas defense had different plans. I mean, another great takeaway. Um, gets the pick, takes it in for the TD. Uh, just a, a beautiful game for Arkansas's defense. They should feel great. Um, you know, they had Felipe Franks. Felipe! He is he is the king of Arkansas right now. He was throwing the ball all around the field, had a total of 244 yards, one TD, one interception. Good game for Felipe. And, of course, Burks, oh, my goodness, this receiver, 11 receptions, 137 yards, and, of course, the beautiful, beautiful one-handed catch for the touchdown. You know, um, a lot a lot could be said about this game. Um, Arkansas just beat them, and, and – and this Arkansas team really, um, you know, ha- has been impressive this season. Uh, they're they're really something else. Um, and if if again, I know we keep talking about it, but if they weren't robbed of that victory from from Auburn, this team would be would be sitting high and tight. They'd look good. Um, Ole Miss, man, another tough loss. This one was just rough. I don't think Ole Miss was ready to play this game. Um, who knows? Was it was it was it the 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 um, Bama, Bama, Bama factor where, where the team just couldn't perform after they played Alabama. I don't know, but we'll see what Ole Miss does this week. I still believe in that offense, Texas A&M versus Mississippi state. Mm-mm. Texas A&M had the victory 28 to 14. And let me tell you something. The air raid continues to throw interceptions. This is a total of 10 interceptions on the season for Costello. Um, and if you don't know, that is terrible. Um, 10 interceptions through an interception in this game to start it off as um, A&M gets the takeaway in the end zone. Mississippi State uh, really just got nothing on the offensive ball of the game, this 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 game here. Just nothing. Um, even the special teams was handing the ball over to A&M. Um, but one good thing I can say about Mississippi State for this game is that the defense looked okay. I mean, I think, really, they played pretty good, and they played well enough to win this game. That's that's what I think. I think they did. Um, in fact, the defense is the first to score for Mississippi State in this game. Um, they get a I mean, a crazy, a crazy pick six bounces back 10, 12, 15 yards. Maybe the ball's thrown forward, bounces all the way back into the backfield, um, intercepted by a, by a, a, a rusher. And he brings it down, scores, bringing the game 14 to seven. It was way uglier to, than that. Um, but then Costella gets a chance to drive down in the third um, down by seven to tie this game and, and maybe maybe get it, but he just <coughs> coughs it up, and that's never a good thing in this COVID season to hear someone coughing. And um, man, the the pirate Mike Leach said, "Get him out of here! Get him out! I'm sick! I'm sick of it! Get him out!" That's my impression of Mike. 
and um, pulled Costella, um, got him out of there, just can't win a game when your offense doesn't do anything. He brings in Rodgers, who actually looked okay, went 15 for 18 for 120 yards, one TD, but it was too little too late for this one. Um, the rest was all Texas A&M. They walked away with this one. It could have been a much, much uglier game, though. I, I'm, I'm going to repeat on this. It could have been a really ugly game if it wasn't for that Mississippi State defense that kept them in the game. Defense looked good. We'll see uh, We'll see if, if Mike Leach can get that offense rolling and, and turn the season around. Then the game of the week. The game that everybody was anticipating. The game between the undefeateds. The number one defense against the number one offense. Georgia versus Alabama. And boy, this game started out great. Almost uh, didn't have Saban. Alabama almost didn't have Saban to start the game due to COVID. But three negative tests and he's back and we're ready to do this. Um, both teams started the game off with by uh, trading interceptions. A really, really close interception on Mac Jones's throw. Um, I think that call goes either way. If the refs call it a, a, that it bounced, it doesn't get overturned in review. Um, didn't have a great camera angle. It did kind of look like it went between his arms and caught some grass there. So a questionable interception, but Bama gets the ball right back. And then um, they're the first to get on the board, uh, having a good drive, a beautiful throw from Mac Jones. And it kind of looked really good. Bama's offense, oh, man, you know, the question of, of performing against the Georgia defense. But Georgia didn't let that bother them. They calmed down there, took back the lead, and um, many thought that this was it for Alabama. This was the time the Crimson Tide to lose and boy this this game was just a, a coach's chess match back and forth trying to find the best matchups trying to find the looks that give them the advantage the ones they wanted uh, it was a great game to watch um, Georgia just you know takes off gets the lead holds the lead um, Alabama drives down at the end of the second quarter um, to kick a field goal and bring the game within four, that was a huge, huge play, um, almost a must-have for Bama. Um, and, yeah, that's right. I said Alabama kicked a field goal. I think it was a 52-yard field goal. So who knows? Maybe Bama actually has a kicker. Uh, if, if Bama has someone who can kick a field goal, much less an extra point, um, I mean, that adds probably two or three wins uh, to, to Bama uh, just in the last eight years. But uh, Georgia, again, they, they trailed right at the beginning but then took the lead and didn't trail again for the game until the until uh, the third quarter with only four minutes left in the third quarter. Um, and this is really where the game changed. Bama went up, uh, got that 27-24 to 24, uh, lead on, our, on uh, Georgia, and then stopped Georgia, had an interception, and scored again, and that was it. Bama took off, left Georgia behind, and Georgia just did not have what they needed to catch up. I think Bama still has a lot of questions on defense. I'm, 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 I'm not convinced. Uh, they played. I mean, they were vast improvements. Looked so much better. Worlds better. 
um, against Georgia than they did against Ole Miss. They couldn't uh, stop anything against Ole Miss, but Georgia, they held their own. But I still think a lot of questions on that Bama defense, um, and and we're going to see. I think that is going to be the kryptonite. But again, winning the turnover battle in this game was a uh, was the difference, and that's a theme that was through this week. And now Bama is the only undefeated team in the SEC, and they're being led by Mac Jones, who had another huge game, twenty four for thirty two. 417 yards, another game over 400 yards passing, four TDs, one interception, and again, a questionable interception. So he has an interception off of a tip pass, an interception when he was getting hit, couldn't follow through the ball, and it's very questionable that he caught it. So Mac Jones, man, we've been talking about him being one of the best um, in the SEC, definitely um, you know, in the SEC and, and really nationwide. He has um, 1,518 yards passing on the season, 12 TDs, two interceptions, and all of that in four games. Can anyone say Heisman? We'll see. Bama's not really known for their Heismans and only has one uh, with Mark Ingram, a running back. Could this be a year? Mac Jones makes a run for Heisman after seeing Jalen Hurts and... Uh, Tua Tungavailoa, uh, Mac Jones. All right. Well, we'll see. And now to our week four or college week eight, if you're keeping count of that. But week four for the SEC predictions. Just four games this week, a short week. Um, Steve sent in his picks, so I have those here. I'll talk about them as we go. First game, Auburn versus Old Miss. And oh boy, oh boy, where are you going to go? Steve thinks this is the vibe of the pick. The vibe of the week is to pick Old Miss over Auburn. I don't think that's much of a vibe because I don't think Auburn is worth anything. I think this Old Miss offense destroys Auburn and Auburn clearly does not have a quarterback who can keep up. He'll make that Ole Miss defense look good. So we both went with Ole Miss for this game and I would be surprised if it went any other way. Next we have Alabama versus Tennessee. And for those Alabama fans out there, it's time to take orange out of the rainbow. Steve's pick is clearly Alabama as an um, as he made note that he would never pick the little oranges over the Crimson Tide. So I also think Alabama takes this victory. Um, I'm really concerned about Tennessee, and I question if we've seen, um, if, if this Tennessee team has really been exposed. They came out looking good, but the past two weeks... They aren't smelling so pretty, and no one's tickling Jimmy Pruitt, so we'll see what happens. Kentucky versus Missouri. Or, if you're Steve, this is Kentucky versus Missouri. And I would have loved to have heard him have to pick one of these teams here, because I know it's not something that he wanted to do, but he had to. And Steve is already looking forward to November and wanting to chop up into that turkey, and he made his pick accordingly, going with 
Yes, that's right. Kentucky over Missouri to win this game. And man, this is one game that I think could possibly go either way. I'm still not convinced by old Kentucky. I think that they've played up and down this season, but still not convinced that they're they're going to be consistent. Um, they didn't have to rely on their offense this past week, pulled out a win, but now I think they might have to have some better offensive play in order to beat Missouri. So I think this one's going to be real close. I want to make a different pick, but I just can't. I will also go with Kentucky to win this game. The last game of the week we have here is South Carolina versus LSU. LSU clearly had a bye last week after um, uh, Florida had to postpone the game, and it is a much-needed break for LSU. LSU needed this one, and, um, and and so they've had two weeks now to prepare for South Carolina. I think LSU gets the victory from South Carolina, and if they don't get this victory, I'm not sure they'll get one for the rest of the season. This is all or nothing for LSU. If they don't get this one, this might be the last we see of LSU this season. South Carolina is coming off of a big win with Auburn, <laughs> a huge win with Auburn. Um, but I just don't think uh, South Carolina is going to be ready for LSU. I think LSU has had plenty of time, and they have to have a victory. They're playing for everything, it feels like. Steve also goes with LSU. Oh, man. So that is four for four. No one's gaining any picks this week. Want to make a tricky pick, but I just don't have the confidence in in South Carolina or Missouri for this week um, or Tennessee, especially in Auburn as they go into Old Miss. So there are your picks. Old Miss over Auburn, Alabama over Tennessee, Kentucky or Kentucky, gobble gobble over Missouri, and LSU might get a victory over South Carolina. Thanks for joining in, and we'll catch you next week. Yay!